0: ...enamoren del inglés, que le pierden el miedo y que lo hablen de verdad. Y luego, la otra opción son nuestros camps. En ellos, los niños viven una completa inmersión en inglés en España.
1: Y sin clases que es lo que le, les alegra tanto. Se trata de camps temáticos en los que hacemos talleres y juegos con ellos, pero solo está permitido hablar en inglés, así que tienen que usar la lengua para comunicarse sí o sí. La cuestión es, repito, que lo pasen bien y dejen de ver el inglés como una asignatura rollo del cole, porque no lo es, además. Es simplemente una herramienta para comunicarse de momento con sus amigos y amigas y en el futuro para desenvolverse
2: por sí solos en todo tipo de situaciones. Muchas gracias, Selena. A ti, Dani. Pues ya lo sabes, este verano tenemos un Montón de opciones para que tus hijos se enamoren del inglés. Sea lo que sea lo que estás buscando para tus hijos este verano, en nuestra línea Junior lo tenemos. Entra en grupobaugan.com o llámanos al 911335832 5832 y te lo contaremos.
1: Welcome to Baugan Inglés 4.0, The Radio Show with Kyle Miller. Following class by class, step by step, the material of Baugan Ingles 4.0 on Apprende Ingles TV. Class 168. Let's go! <laughs> Beginner. Hello, friends, and welcome to class number 168. Yes, today we will begin with a review of yesterday's material. Yesterday, talking about the verb to drop. Caersele a alguien. Dejar caer o tirar accidentalmente. To drop. Every day I drop something. Yesterday I dropped something. Yesterday I dropped a glass. Five minutes ago I dropped my pen. Yes, I dropped my pen. Oh no! I dropped my glass of water. Oh, it broke. It broke when I dropped it. So to break is romper. Something breaks. Glass, for example, cristal glass can break when you drop it. If you drop it. Mm. Yes. It fell because I dropped it. Caer, to fall. It fell because I dropped it. I dropped the glass and it broke. It fell because I dropped it. It broke because it fell. Hmm. Okay. So we have, se le cayó la taza y se rompió. She dropped the cup and it broke. ¿A tu vecino se le cayeron sus gafas la semana pasada? Now, this is a question. Did your neighbor drop his glasses last week? Yes, yes, my neighbor dropped his glasses last week. Okay. So, we have the uh, the idea of transitive and intransitive verbs. So, to drop as a transitive verb... We have, I dropped the glass. So with transitive verbs, we have a, you say in Spanish, in, you say transitivo. We have an object, a direct object. So, I dropped, well, and an, an indirect object in this case, I dropped the glass. But then, as an intransitive verb, it dropped, or the temperature La temperatura cayó ayer. The temperature dropped. Temperature. The temperature dropped yesterday. La temperatura cayó ayer. Okay? And this, in this case, the intransitive sense is where we can use the verb to drop. The temperature fell yesterday. The temperature dropped yesterday. Okay? Now, the next thing we saw in the last class was the future. We were looking at the future. Hmm. The future with going to. So, the future with going to is used when we are talking about planned actions or stated intentions. Planned actions or stated intentions, right? So, we have a fair degree Of certainty here I am going to see my parents this summer going to plus infinitive I'm going to see them I'm going to visit Canada this summer I am going to visit them I'm going to see them yes I'm going to have chicken for dinner tonight that's true So here, answer my questions. So all using this form, future with going to, subject, and then the verb to be, going to, infinitive. So are you going to be here tomorrow? Yes, I'm going to be here tomorrow. Are you going to buy a sandwich? Yes, I'm going to buy a sandwich. Are they going to leave now and are they going to call when they get home? It sounds strange to use going to twice, but to practice the verb we can do this. Otra vez. Are they going to leave now and are they going to call when they get home? Yes, they're going to leave now and they're going to call when they get home. Is she going to buy a new computer? Yes, she's going to buy a new computer. Mm. Are the Rolling Stones... I asked this question yesterday. Are the Rolling Stones going to make a new album? Mm, I don't know. Mm, Yes, yes, yes. The Rolling Stones are going to make a new album. They're going to record a new album. Okay, I don't know. That was a grammatical example. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Is your mother going to make a cake? Yes, my mother is going to make a cake. So, going to plus infinitive. I'm going to be here tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to record another radio show tomorrow. After class, I'm going to go home. After this program, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I'm going to turn on my computer. fender Turn on. I'm going to turn on my computer. I'm going to check my email. Then, I'm going to prepare some content for tomorrow, for the radio. Then, I'm going to prepare for classes tomorrow for tomorrow morning. Then, I'm going to go to the gym. Go to my gym, el gimnasio. I'm going to exercise for... 45 minutes, then I'm going to go home, then I'm going to have dinner, then I'm going to relax for a little while, then I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, that's my plan. That's my plan for this evening. We will see if it comes true. I'm going to do a lot of things. I'm busy. I still have a lot of things to do today. Let's move on now and take a look at our word of the day. Word of the day. All right, it is time for the word of the day. Our word of the day today is the verb alquilar. Alquilar in Spanish. In English, we say to rent. Rent, rent, rent. Yes, I rent an apartment here in Madrid. I rent a flat, you could say. Alquilo, I rent. I rent... A flat. The British would say a flat. Americans would, and Canadians as well, would say an apartment. I rent an apartment. I have roommates in the apartment that I rent. Compañeros de piso. Compañeros de piso. But we say roommates. Uh, almost like compañeros de habitación. Pero no viven en mi habitación. Tienen su, sus propios habitaciones. They have their own rooms. But, we call them roommates or in Britain they would say flatmates no city they apartment mates no we say roommates I have two roommates now we rent an apartment together in Madrid now let's move on and take a look at our new material, our new content for today. Here we're practicing again with the future. It's time to talk about the future again. The future with going to. So ask me, We're we're practicing the interrogative now. Ask me if I'm going to buy a house next year. Kyle, are you going to buy a house next year? No. No, I'm not going to buy a house next year. Ask me if I'm going to drive to Barcelona tomorrow. Are you going to drive to Barcelona tomorrow? No, I'm not going to drive to Barcelona tomorrow. Ask me if I'm going to go to the cinema this weekend. Are you going to go? Going to, plus infinitive, going to go. Are you going to go to the cinema this weekend? Mm, Yes, I'm going to go to the cinema this weekend. I'm going to go to the cinema this weekend. Ask me if I'm going to move to Germany next year. Kyle, are you going to move to Germany next year? No, I'm not going to move to Germany next year. Ask me if I'm going to take a trip. A trip viaje. But remember, trip is a noun. Travel is un verbo. Travel is el verbo. Trip noun. I'm going to take a trip. Uh, ask me if I'm going to take a trip this summer. Kyle, are you going to take a trip this summer? Yes, I am. I'm going to take a trip this summer. I'm going to take a trip to Canada. I'm going to travel. Okay, I'm going to travel to Canada. I'm going to take a trip. To Canada, you can say either one. You can say take a trip or travel, but take a travel, no. You know, tampoco se puede decir I'm going to, I'm going to trip to. No, no, no. I'm going to take a trip, or I'm going to travel to Canada. Yes. I'm going to go to Canada. Going to plus infinitive. I'm going to go to Canada. Ask me if I'm going to check my email. Email. Not email, but email. Email. Duh, duh, email. Ask me if I'm going to check my email this afternoon. And without that, Kyle, are you going to check your email this afternoon? Yes. I'm going to check my email this afternoon ask me if I'm going to have a sandwich in the break before the intermediate class. Kyle, are you going to have a sandwich in the break before the intermediate class? Yes, I'm going to have a sandwich in the break before the intermediate class. Ask me if I'm going to get married in Spain. Kyle, are you going to get married in Spain? I don't know. I don't know. No say. I don't know if I'm going to get married in Spain or not. I don't know. Ask me if I'm going to learn Chinese someday. Kyle, are you going to learn Chinese someday? Um, No. No, I'm not going to learn Chinese someday. No, I'm busy with Spanish and French and English, yes. All right. Let's move on now and take a look at our vocabulary of the day. Vocabulary of the day. Yes, friends, it is time for the vocabulary of the day. That is our five words. The first word is a verb, comprobar, comprobar, which is to check, to check, to check. Yes, check your watch, check your email, to check. Conversar sobre un tema. This is to discuss, to discuss. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we have to discuss something and to have a discussion, to have a conversation, but the verb to discuss. When you say discutir, you could say, you could say to argue. To argue about something. We discussed sports. We argued. No, yes, no, yes. We argued about the best. About which football team was the best, for example. Dividir. Dividir. This is the verb to divide. Divide. Every day I divide. Yesterday I divided. Notar. Notar. To notice. To notice. Progressar. To progress. To progress. Progressar, the verb to progress. All right. Now it is time to move on and take a look at our last point today, which is the use of the word one. So, one as in, not as in the number one, but one as in when we do not have a noun, un sustantivo, after an adjective, we use one, so we have an adjective, I like el, el azul, the blue one. I like the blue one. So now we can practice here, and we can practice with some affirmative, negative, and interrogative sentences. El que está en la mesa es de ella. ¿Cómo se dice eso? El que está en la mesa es de ella. The one on the table is hers. Now, in the negative, the one in botherta, the one on the table isn't hers. And in the interrogative, the one on the is, excuse me, is the one on the table hers? Is the one on the table hers? Now, la de ellos sigue perdida. La de ellos sigue perdida. Theirs is still lost. And in the negative, instead of still, in the negative we would use anymore. Theirs isn't lost anymore. And in the interrogative, is theirs still lost? Ok, eso fue un pelín más difícil, pero... El mío es el verde... Mine is the green one. Mine is the green one. Okay. And in the negative, Mine isn't the green one. And in the interrogative, Is mine the green one? Excuse me, Is mine the green one? Okay. Hmm, let me look for a good one here. Hmm, okay. Los míos... Son rojos. Mine are red. In the negative, mine aren't red. So the plural, mine aren't red. In the question, are mine red? Excuse me, are mine red? Los de ella están allí. Los de ella están allí. Hers are over there. Yeah, hers are over there. And in the negative, hers aren't over there. And the interrogative, are hers over there? Excuse me, are hers over there? One more, viste la nuestra ayer. You saw ours yesterday. You saw... In the past, you saw ours yesterday. In the negative, you didn't see ours yesterday. You didn't see ours yesterday. In the interrogative, did you see ours yesterday? Excuse me, did you see ours yesterday? All right, very good. We have an interesting discussion of this and a review of this in the student guide. I suggest that you look at it. And this will be practiced today on the television. And don't worry, because we will review this tomorrow on the program as well. So be sure to tune in and listen tomorrow at the same time. I'm going to take a break now, but I'll be back in a few minutes with the intermediate portion
2: of today's class. See you soon. Bye-bye. Si quieres aprender inglés en serio, de la mano de profesionales con años de experiencia, aprende inglés con los cursos de inmersión Vaughan. Tenemos muchísimas opciones de cursos de inmersión en inglés dentro y fuera de España. Para todas las necesidades, para todos los niveles, para todas las edades y para todos los bolsillos. Llámanos al 91 133 5833 y te lo contaremos todo. 91-133-5833. ¡Hola,
1: papi! ¡Adiós,
2: papi! Eh, ven acá, para acá. Han llegado las notas. ¿Cómo que suspenso en inglés? Es que, es un rollo. ¿Un rollo? Pues te has quedado sin ir al campamento de fútbol. ¡Hala! ¡No! Ni jolín Jolín, ni nada. Te vas a pasar el verano en la academia de inglés. ¡No, yo quiero fútbol! De fútbol nada. Deja que la chiquilla vaya al fútbol, hombre. Apúntale a nuestro campus de inmersión fútbol e inglés. Si quieres que tus hijos se apasionen por el inglés, ¿qué mejor forma que mezclarlo con algo que les gusta? En junio y julio comienza nuestro campus de inmersión fútbol e inglés en colaboración con el Atlético de Madrid. Para niños y niñas de 8 a 15 años, infórmate en el 911-133-5832
1: Welcome back to Inglés 4.0, the radio show. Let's go! Intermediate. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the program. Welcome to Intermediate, class number 168. We'll get started, as always, with a little review. And we can start here by talking about Mi humor. My mood. What kind of mood? Ask me, ask me if I'm in a good mood. Kyle, are you in a good mood? Yeah, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Ask me if I'm in, I'm in the mood to do, to record a radio show. Kyle, are you in the mood to record a radio show? Yes, I am. I'm in the mood, we say. When we feel like doing something, we say we're in the mood for that thing. I'm in the mood to record a radio show. Or I'm in the mood. I'm hungry. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for food, I said yesterday. We talked about the pronunciation mood, ooh, mood, and food. But if you're hungry, you can say to your friend, Imagine you're going out to dinner. What are you in the mood for? Are you in the mood for Chinese food? Are you in the mood for pizza? Are you in the mood for a hamburger? Are you in the mood for fish? Are you in the mood for beef? What are you in the mood for? To be in the mood for something. We say to, to feel like it. What do you feel like having? We can say as well. What are you in the mood for? Now, of course, to be in a good mood, to be in a bad mood, I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a very good mood today, actually. I'm always in a, well, usually when I'm on the radio, I'm in a good mood. I think I take after my mother. My mother always seems to be in a good mood. My mother's never angry. She's always in a good mood. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I very, I have seen my mother in a bad mood very few times in my life, really. My aunts and uncles always say that. They say, Kyle, your mother's never in a bad mood. She's always in a good mood. She's a very cheerful person. She's always in a good mood. So to be in a good mood. Estás de buen humor hoy? Are you in a good mood today? Are you in a good mood today? Yes, I'm in a good mood. To be in a good mood. I'm in a good mood today. And so remember, mood, the ooh, And then we have good, uh, uh, good, mood. So many different possible double O sounds. Food, mood, good. Then we have blood, sangre, blood. The double O in cook. Cocinar, un cocinero también. Cook, cook. And door, door, D-O-O-R. So many different possible pronunciations. And so it just goes to prove that in English, yes, we have different pronunciation possibilities for, for the vowel sounds. And the O, the double O, is a prime, a perfect example of that. All right, let's move on now. And practice here with the use of the article an before adjectives. So I was talking about this yesterday and the idea of, of adjectives. And we use the, the article an. Remember when we have a vowel sound, not necessarily a, a vowel, but a vowel sound. So this is also true with the adjectives. Through the adjectives that appear before a noun, an interesting speech. What an interesting an interesting speech. We can't say what uh interesting. No. What an interesting speech. So if we have, for example, F, he works for the FBI. He works for the FBI. He's an FBI agent. We could say he's an FBI agent. He's an MBA student. He's an MBA student. They're the M, but M M. It sounds like E M M. Okay. That's an that's an R rated movie. An R rated movie. Mm. Okay. And then we have, for example, S. They sent out an SOS signal. They were in distress. They sent out an SOS signal. All right. So going back to the idea of adjectives, because SOS signal, or to be an MBA student, you're using these as adjectives. Let's let's focus on some questions. I'll ask you some questions. Have you read an interesting book lately? Yes, I've read. Yes, I've read an interesting book lately. Have they found an ideal solution? Have they found an ideal solution? Yes, they've found an ideal solution. Did the match have an exciting ending? Yes, the match had an exciting ending. Did they reach an obvious conclusion? an obvious conclusion yes they reached an obvious conclusion was she the most intelligent or was she an intelligent student yes she was an intelligent student okay so I don't think this is very difficult but here we have the vowel sound So when we're putting the article before the vowel sound, the indefinite article, uh or an, we have to use an if we have, well, we have the, like I said, the vowel sound, we have to use an. Okay, we can't say uh before the vowel sound. Do you think that was an interesting point? Yeah, I think so, Kyle. I think that was an interesting point. I think it was an interesting point because we always think about the article before the noun, but very often when we're putting an adjective there, it's important to remember that the same rule applies and we say an instead of a when we're putting that article there. All right, let's move on now and take a look at our word of the day. Word of the day. Ah, Our word of the day today is the verb to hinder. Como? Hinder, yes. H-I-N-D-E-R. Which is entropeter, To hinder. To hinder. For example, smoking as a child will hinder your growth. Mm, it can hinder your growth. So it can limit. For example, it can, it, it, it can limit and it can, it can prevent you from growing properly. Smoking can hinder your growth. Having a bad diet can also hinder your growth. Not studying will hinder your improvement when it comes to learning English. You won't improve unless you study. Speaking Spanish all the time will hinder your improvement with English. If you go to the UK or if you go to Canada or the United States to practice your English, well. Speaking Spanish all the time with other students is just going to hinder that. It's a shame, and I've met so many people that said, Oh, yeah, I went to England for a year. I went to Dublin. And they all come back and say, Oh, I had a great time. I had a lot of fun. But I didn't learn very much because... Their learning experience was hindered, and they don't say it because they don't know the word usually, but their learning experience was hindered by the fact that I knew too many Spanish people. And I spoke in Spanish all the time. So to get the most out of that experience, try to spend, you have to spend time with native English speakers. So if you do go abroad, find activities to do in the community, not just with your fellow students, but think, find things to do socially in Dublin or in London. And there are plenty. And find ways to associate and deal with native English speakers, okay? Because spending all your time with other Spaniards is just going to hinder, it's going to limit or reduce the improvement, your improvement with English, okay? And that it'll take much longer to learn. the process will be much more difficult. So there we have the verb to hinder, H-I-N-D-E-R, hinder. All right, now as we move on here in class number 168, we see once again, time to practice regular verbs. Again, yes, again, regular verbs. We've looked at the hard D sound. Every day I arrive. Yesterday I arrived. We've looked at the T sound. Every day I cross. Yesterday I crossed the street. And we've looked at the additional syllable sound. Every day I avoid. Yesterday I avoided. So remember, if the infinitive ends in T or D we get an extra syllable in the past AVOIDED Okay? Otherwise there's no extra syllable When we have the infinitive ending in a K we use the T sound ASK ASKED or also an S CROSS CROSSED Okay? Also the SH 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 PUSH PUSHED or the CH Watch becomes watched. Otherwise, we use the hard D sound. Every day I cry, yesterday I cried. Every day I earn, yesterday I earned. Okay, so let's practice a little bit with this. I will say a verb, and we'll just focus just like what I've been doing. I'll say every day I, and I'll say the verb, and I want you to say the proper pronunciation in the past. Okay? And then I will give you the answer. But say it out loud. In both out. Okay, out loud. I say that all the time. Out loud. Okay, so the first one. Every day I gain. Like like to gain experience, for example. Every day I gain. Yesterday, I gained. Good. That's the D, the hard D. Every day I own. Yesterday, I... Come boys. I owned. Very good. Every day I pick. Yesterday I picked. When I'm in Canada I pick blueberries. In September if if I'm in my hometown in September I I go to my my mother's town in the north of my province and pick blueberries. I didn't pick blueberries last year because I wasn't there. But my parents went to pick blueberries, arandanos, wild blueberries from the forest. Delicious. If you're ever in eastern Canada, I recommend you try the wild blueberries. Fantastic. Every day I push. Yesterday I pushed. Very good. Every day I explain. Yesterday I explained. Every day I invite. Yesterday I invited. Very good. Every day I lift. Yesterday I lifted. Excellent. Every day I smile. That's true. I try to smile because I'm usually in a good mood, like I said. When I'm in a good mood, I smile. Every day I smile. Yesterday I smiled. There we go with the hard D. I smiled. Every day I reach. Extend my arm to reach across the table. I reach. Yesterday, I reached. Very good. Reached. Excellent. Every day I rest. Oh, a T sound. So, every day I rest. Yesterday, I rested. Every day I study. It's a good idea. Every day I study. And yesterday, I studied. Good. I studied. One more. Every day I talk. The K sound. So, yesterday, I... Talked. Talked. All right. Very good. Very good. Good job. It's very important that you you participate out loud, practicing out loud, as we work through these drills, as always. Let's move on now and take a look at our vocabulary of the day. Vocabulary of the day. Yes, it is time, friends, ladies and gentlemen, for the vocabulary of the day. And our first word today is graduarse, graduarse, which is to graduate, to graduate. Yeah, so you can graduate, for example, from university or from high school to graduate. Cerrar con llave, cerrar con llave, to lock, to lock and the llave is of course the key so you put the key into the lock and you turn the key to lock the door and the opposite of course is to unlock okay proporcionar suministrar to supply to supply apagar the switch of course to switch off Switch off the lights before you leave. Please switch off the computer. We can, of course, say turn off as well. Switch off implies physically moving that switch. Switch off. Triplicar. Ooh, interesting. Triplicar. To to triple. To triple. Yes. Yep, it's three times as much because we tripled it. We tripled our spending or we tripled our learning. We tripled our exposure to the English language by listening and by reading and by speaking instead of doing just one. To triple, triplicar, to triple. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to move on to our last point for today's class, which is a practice with personal pronouns. Personal pronouns, and we have some good examples in the student guide. Dame el mío. Give me mine. Give me mine. Dale a él. El suyo. Give him his. Danos el nuestro. Give us ours. Okay. A few more. So en voz alta, enséñale a ella. El de ellos. Show her, eso es. Show her theirs. Enséñanos el de ella. Show us hers. Os enseñaré el de él. I'll show you his. Enséñales el vuestro. Show, ¿cómo es en voz alta? Show them el vuestro. Yours, yours. Okay. Dáselo a él si es suyo. Give it to him if it's his. Dáselo a ella si es suyo. Give it to her if it's hers. Danoslo si es nuestro. ¿En voz alta? Give it to us if it's ours. Dáselo a ellos. Sí, es suyo. Give it to them if it's theirs. Pídemelo. Ask me for it. Ask me for it. Ask me for it. All right, I'm going to stop now because we're out of time. We have run out of time, so I will stop and take a break. But we'll practice more with this tomorrow. It's a good exercise. Very important to practice with these pronouns. Let's take a break. I'll be back in a few minutes with the advanced portion of today's class. So please keep listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, feel free to write in either through the website, Von Radio, or, of course, the website, bauganingles.com through your tutor. If you're a student in the course, We're here to help you. So be sure to keep studying, stay motivated, keep working, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. I want to be the star in a musical.
2: Well done. Now a little bit higher. Wanna be the star in a musical. Wow, you have such an amazing voice. Again, come on. I wanna be the star in a musical. Amazing, you're going to be the star in this musical.
0: ¿Tienes entre 8 y 14 años y te gustan los musicales? ¿Te gustaría aprender a cantar, a bailar y actuar en inglés? Conviértete en estrella por un día mientras aprendes inglés en nuestro próximo weekend camp. Performing Arts de Víctor Ullate Del 26 de junio al 2 de julio. Infórmate en el 91133. 5832 o en grupobaugan.com. Tenemos un curso de inglés por email. Es un curso Baugan y es totalmente gratis. Totalmente gratis. Cero euros. Mola, ¿eh? Apúntate en grupobaugan.com.
2: Este es el teléfono del inglés. 91 133 5833. ¿Aún no conoces el teléfono del inglés? 91 133 5833. 91 133 5833. Ya sabes, el teléfono del inglés. 91 133 5833.
1: Welcome back. To English 4.0, the radio show. Let's go! Advanced. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to class number 168. 168, yes, and I'm joined today by a very special guest in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Layla. Layla, how are you?
0: I'm doing great, Kyle. How are you?
1: Good, good. Fantastic. And Layla, of course, you all know from the television, from Aprenda Inglés, from the TV course. And now, Layla, of course, as you know, we're following the same content. So, Layla, I'm sure all the listeners know you and and they study with you. So, do you have any tips? Do you have any tips for the for the listeners here in terms of following the course and improving their english any tips pointers
0: i would say the most important thing is to repeat as many times as possible yeah we're always very picky with that but it's important if it, if you don't repeat it it doesn't stay in your head so don't be shy while you're at home say it as many times as you can always out loud
1: yeah and even here in the advanced portion i think a lot of the a lot of the students think oh i don't need to do that because i'm an advanced student you know but really, yeah, you're right. Speaking out loud, repeating out loud, always beneficial. So, yeah, good advice. There we go. All right, so how about we start with a little review of yesterday's material.
0: Okay, let's so,
1: go. So yesterday we were practicing with, uh first we had question words using what? Sorry, questions using what? The question word what, I should say. So let's practice. This is one of my favorite drills, you know? I have a lot of favorites, I guess, but this is one of my favorites. It's the mastering the interrogative. Okay. So I'll give you the answer, and then you can ask me the question that I've already answered. And, of
0: course, at home, what do they do at home, Leila? And at home, what are you guys going to do? You're going to repeat. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Now, I'm sure, just like me, Kyle is very, very, very picky. Okay? So I'm going to be asking him the questions, and I want good intonation okay Mm. so pay attention to the intonation and repeat it with me as i say it
1: okay all right so he said he wanted a glass of water
0: what did he say
1: yeah what did he say okay he'll call the police if they don't go away
0: what will he do
1: yeah what will he do what will he do what will he do if they don't go away he'll call the police yeah She drives a truck for a living.
0: What does she do for a living?
1: Yeah, yeah. To do for a living, right? To do for... What do you do for a living? I'm an English teacher. What do you do for a living?
0: I'm an English teacher.
1: (laughs) That's right. So what do you do for a living? Yeah. We can do whatever we want.
0: What can we do?
1: It tasted like fish.
0: Hmm. What did it taste like? Okay. what did it taste like? Yeah.
1: What did it taste like? Like fish. A lot of food, you know, they say it tastes like chicken. That's what they say. I, I had, uh, for example, uh, alligator meat once. Have you ever tried that?
0: No, really? Alligator meat. And what did it taste like? It tasted like chicken. <laughs>
1: yeah. I had alligator meat. I think it was in uh, in Louisiana. Yeah, I was in, I was in Louisiana. I went, I went to New Orleans and I tried alligator meat. That was before the big flood. Okay. You know, I went there and I tried alligator meat and, and it did. It tasted like chicken.
2: It
0: was good. Okay. Is that the strangest thing you've ever tasted?
1: Oh, that was, that's a good
0: question. Okay. Let's that's ask the Kyle.
1: Strangest let's, thing.
0: Let's ask Kyle a question with what, okay? What is the strangest thing you've ever tasted?
1: The strangest thing I've ever tasted is. Ooh. What's a good. I've, you've, you've got me stumped. Maybe, uh. Ah, you know, I actually ate a small piece of snake meat once. Snake. When I was in Asia. A small piece. And it didn't. Well, I guess it didn't taste really radically different, but it was, uh. J.K., uh, I guess the thought—you know—the thought of it.
0: Okay. What well, about what about you? N- I'm, uh, yeah, pretty basic.
1: <laughs> Chicken.
0: I can't say that I've tried anything too strange.
1: But even in Spain, you have some certain parts of the pig that I wouldn't uh, normally dig into no. in Canada. You know, they cut they you know the the ear. Do you eat the ear, Layla?
0: No, I've never tried the ear.
1: Okay. All right. Well, let's. Why don't, why don't we carry on with our exercise here? Uh, okay. A spark from the a spark from his axe caused the fire. A sp- so you know he was he was cutting wood, right? He was chopping wood
0: That's with right.
1: his axe, and uh, somehow it caused a spark. So a spark from his axe caused the fire.
0: What caused the fire?
1: What caused the fire? Yeah, a spark from his axe. We'll need a wrench to fix it. Well, now, re- now, wrench, of course, is, uh you say, llave inglesa, right? Am I right? Yes. Yeah. So what's what's the question?
0: Okay, can you say it one more time? Llave inglesa. Okay.
1: <laughs> but no, no, no. I'm
0: gonna. <laughs> we'll need a wrench to fix it. A wrench. Okay, so everyone, what's the question? What will we need?
1: What will we need? Yeah, we'll need a wrench. Okay. All right, let's move on. Why don't we move on, Layla, because things move fast here on the program, you know, because we don't have a whole lot of time, so we can move on to another drill, one of the classics, really. This one is where we practice with the simple past and the present perfect.
0: All right. So, one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, one of Layla's favorites, one of mine as well. Um, Layla, how many Christmas cards did you send last year?
0: I sent 15 Christmas cards last year.
1: Christmas cards.
0: That's right. Now, remember, in Spanish, a lot of people like to say Christmas, because you guys say Christmas, but in English, it's Christmas card.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I went into a store in December, and it said, tenemos Christmas de Navidad, which to me meant we have Christmas of Christmas. <laughs> and I said, oh, Christmas cards. Yeah, Christmas
0: cards. So, uh, And, and so, far, so far this year? So far this year, I haven't sent any Christmas cards.
1: So far this year, I haven't sent any. Okay. Um, How much money did you steal from me last week?
0: I didn't steal any money from you last week.
1: And so far this week?
0: I haven't stolen any money from you so far this week.
1: Right. So far. So every time we're using so far, we have to use present perfect, right? Exactly. So far. So we have this idea of the time continuing up to now inclusive starting in the past continuing up to now so we need the present perfect there uh leila how many aspirins did you take yesterday
0: i took two aspirins yesterday
1: and so far today
0: i haven't taken any
1: that's good okay how many reports did you write last week
0: i wrote 25 reports last week Oof!
1: that's a lot of reports and so far this week
0: I haven't written any.
1: Alright. How many times did you drive a Rolls Royce last week? A Rolls not a not a Rolls Royce. Or you know, but, but a, a a Rolls Royce last week?
0: I didn't drive a Rolls Royce last week.
1: Okay. And so far this week?
0: I haven't driven a Rolls Royce. I would love to though.
1: Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would be nice. Someday I'd like to drive one. A Rolls Royce. Maybe someday. All right, let's move on now and take a look at our expression of the day. Expression of the day. All right, it is time for the expression of the day. And our expression of the day today is small potatoes. All right Now, if something is small potatoes, it basically means it's not very important. It doesn't have a whole lot of... Power or authority, right Layla exactly small potatoes, you know something is small potatoes it's just one little person like in a in a big company you know the there are million well maybe maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of workers, and one of them maybe is just to the manager, maybe is small potatoes, you know small potatoes, you know anyway, so that's our expression of the day, small potatoes. But let's quickly move on because I don't want to run out of time today. So we can talk now about a phrasal verb, which is to shut down. To shut down, like to shut down. What, what does this mean, Layla? To shut down. <laughs>
0: to shut down means to close. Now, would you say it means to close forever?
1: Typically, yeah. Yeah, to sh- like to shut down a factory. Exactly. You know? If a factory shut down, chances are it's not going to open up again exactly mm. yeah so to shut down to close yeah typically with a factory or a company or someone's operations you know my hometown i come from a very small town and we have a paper mill there and people in the town are worried about the mill shutting down you know because well for for a few reasons they make paper and uh, it's expensive the workers are expensive the process is expensive compared to other alternatives in brazil for example a lot of the paper now comes from brazil but my my uh, my hometown the the little mill there makes the paper for the washington post really for washington dc it comes from my little town and uh but now they're starting to lose some contracts and and they don't ship every week now because the you know the the purchasers are looking for cheaper alternatives and it's not looking good it's not looking good so now if they shut down if they shut the mill down of course everybody's worried because it's the biggest industry in town and it would mean a loss of a lot of jobs you know so to shut down now i have the verb to shut and in the past Yesterday I shut, so shut, 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 right? Exactly. Mm. So why don't we practice with a few questions here with an affirmative answer. So I'll say, did the factory shut down last month?
0: Yes, the factory shot, shut shut yeah. down last month.
1: Yeah, the factory shut down last month. Did it shut down because of the recession?
0: Yes, it shut down because of the recession.
1: Mm. Yes. Do factories shut down every week?
0: Yes, factories shut down every week.
1: Mm. Would more factories shut down if the economy got worse?
0: Yes, of course, more factories would shut down if the economy got worse.
1: Yeah. Now, um, what do you think? Do you think do you, do you think a lot of factories are going to shut down, Layla? The, let's be honest here. The economy's not not as good as it's been. What do you think?
0: Well, I think a lot of factories are going to shut down, but not just because of the economy. It's just because of uh, industrialization in general. Mm. I mean, we're we're advancing, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of new technology. Mm. And so, yeah. slowly, slowly, things are going to be shutting down. Factories are going to be shutting down because we won't need them anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's sad sometimes, isn't it? We can be replaced by machines sometimes, you know, and- well, workers workers you know sometimes being replaced by machines factories at least getting smaller and requiring fewer people and
0: it could also yeah. be positive though because they could shut down places that pollute for example some factories that pollute yeah for sure the land around if they shut them down that would be positive
1: yeah yeah, yeah. right all right so there we go to shut down so to close operations to shut down a, sh- a store a factory Whatever, we have the phrasal verb to shut down. All right, let's move on now and take a look at our vocabulary of the day. Vocabulary of the day. All right, yes, it is time for the vocabulary of the day, our five words of vocabulary. And the first word today we say chantaje, chantaje. You say in English,
0: blackmail
1: blackmail blackmail right. blackmail oh right yeah. yes so you can you can blackmail someone maybe if, if you know something about them i'll tell them unless you pay me or whatever right
0: exactly and this blackmail. is blackmail the verb and the noun as well exactly so the verb to blackmail and mm-hmm. then the noun blackmail
1: yeah blackmail like correo negro right <laughs> blackmail we yeah. say mail uh, talonero the check is the check is so a group of you know you go to the bank check like a check a checkbook checkbook yeah yeah uh, you know I used to work in a bank did I ever tell you that Leila?
0: no you didn't I Kyle I had no idea bank.
1: I worked in a bank and one thing that I did that was interesting is I used to well I worked for a wh- I worked in a few different jobs but I worked for a while at the front desk of a bank and people would come in now checks checks i think are more popular in the north america than they are in spain
0: yeah definitely and they're not
1: don't, people don't really use checks here.
0: only for really 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 large amounts of money
1: yeah yeah but i used to sell or issue checks to to customers or clients of the bank they'd come in and their maybe their checkbook was running out so they needed new checks and they'd come in and especially A lot of the more senior um, clients loved to have certain patterns or designs or colors on their checks. So they'd come in and I I had a whole catalog of checks, of layouts, of potential colors. They'd look through the, no, I I shouldn't just say senior, eh, everyone, but people there, there were certain people that really enjoyed Picking out checks with certain colors. So they say, I want, the, I want the blue border and I want to have an eagle in the corner. And I want 50, please. And so <laughs> I would place the order and then a few weeks later the book would arrive, a little box with the checkbook inside would arrive. I'd call them and they'd come pick up their checks. Do you, do you have a checkbook?
0: No, I don't.
1: So a checkbook? Me neither. I used to have one in Canada. I used to occasionally write checks for rent, I think. Paying my rent when I was in university. But, no. People don't really use it anymore. We use debit cards and credit cards. Yeah. Uh, Here we have química, which is... Chemistry. Chemistry. Did you study chemistry? No, I didn't. I studied a tiny bit. A tiny bit, but not not very much. Chemistry. Chemistry. Uh, Convinciente. Convincente, excuse me. convincente.
0: Convincing.
1: Convincing.
0: Convincing.
1: Convincing, yeah.
0: Kyle, do you think you're convincing?
1: If I tell people that I'm Spanish, would I be very convincing? Would they be convinced after the way I just pronounced that word? <laughs> Probably not very. My argument wouldn't be very convincing. I love telling people I'm Spanish, though. They say, where are you from? I say, oh, I'm from Toledo. Or I'm from Aranjuez. But they never believe me. I don't, I don't know why.
0: They don't fall for it. No, ah, no, se lo tragan. Exactly. To fall for something, tragarse algo.
1: Exactly. They don't fall for it because maybe my argument isn't very convincing. Yes. Uh, galleta. Cookie. 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 I've had plenty of arguments, more than one argument with British people over over cookie versus biscuit. biscuit. Yeah, yeah. Now it says right here, galleta, cookie. And Leila, let's settle this once and for all. It's cookie. (laughs) Exactly. It's a cookie. It's a cookie because British people will well uh, (laughs) I'm not I'm I'm joking. I'm not gonna say that they're wrong. I'm just I'm just joking. But but British people refer to a galleta as a biscuit. Now for me a biscuit is like it's something salty. For us it's salty. Exactly. If you if you're having some soup, maybe you go for a biscuit. But for me a cookie is like an like an Oreo, is a cookie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, I've I've had debates with people over this. So you really, I should tell you that you can say either one, galleta could be cookie or biscuit, but more North American to say cookie and more British to say biscuit, right?